Welcome to The Art of Medicine, the program that explores the arts, business, and clinical aspects of the practice of medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Andrew Wilner. And today, our show is a little bit different. Going to feature a company, Actigraft, that makes a wound healing product. And I heard about this, you know, I'm a medical journalist and I follow the news very closely. And I heard a news report that there is an Israeli-based company that works out of Florida that had donated a, this wound healing product to soldiers and civilians injured in the Ukraine. Uh, hopefully, by the time you're watching this, the uh, war in the Ukraine will be ancient history. But right now, we're recording on April 5th, and it is a big problem for the entire world. So we're going to learn a little bit today from Dr. Robert Snyder and Robert Mueller, the general manager, about where this product came from and uh, what it does. And I was particularly interested because it seems to be a natural kind of healing product. But before we get started, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Comp Health. If you're a physician looking for a new job or considering locum tenants for the first time, check out Comp Health. I've worked locums with Comp Health. I appreciate their personalized experience and a recruiter who is dedicated to my specialty who knows my needs and goals. Comp Health also offers full-time permanent jobs if you're looking for a longer-term switch. For more information, check out Comp Health. That's comphealth.com. So now, without further ado, I'd like to introduce Dr. Robert Snyder and Robert Mueller. Gentlemen, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure being here. You know, the other reason I was interested in this uh, actigraft was that because I'm a, I'm a scuba diver, I got interested long, long time ago in hyperbaric medicine. And it turns out that the hyperbaric chamber that you use to treat the bends for divers is, is the same chamber that you use for wound healing because you've got extra, extra oxygen and you get that into the bloodstream and it stimulates uh, healing. And I used to do some wound healing medicine way back when. And then I see there's a new product for wound healing. Of course, non-healing wounds is a big problem, particularly for people with uh, diabetes. And, you know, it's just a nuisance when you've got an ulcer on your foot and it won't go away. And it could be more than that, more than a nuisance if it gets infected and so on. And you guys are the experts. So Robert Mueller, you're the general manager of the company. Where did this all start? Yeah, so um, started in Israel. Um, Dr. Egal Kushner um, is a family medicine practitioner that uh, kind of struck him one day during his practice about, uh, you know, while healing a patient that had a wound and the concept of the blood clot and, and how that acted as a scaffold in this repair or regenerative type solution. It started, it popped in his head. So um, his son, Alon, who is our CEO, is a clinical researcher, and the two of those, uh, two of them partnered together to conduct feasibility to figure out, does it work? You know, can it be deployed in the field clinically? Um, is it truly a solution? And uh, about 
they spent several years working through that. And in 2020, we ended up getting um, Actigraph, which is the product name FDA and CE cleared uh, to be sold in the US and the international markets. And so since then, we've kind of been on this journey of commercializing and being um, evangelicals right, about the product and you know its benefits. Dr. Snyder, you use Actigraft in practice. Tell us a little bit about the medical side. How, what is it? Is it a, a drug or a device or how is it different than all the other stuff? It's different in a number of ways. Uh, number one, it is autologous. So it is a point of care uh, therapy uh, where we're basically drawing uh, blood from a patient. Uh, we're creating a clot with the calcium gluconate and kaolin. We're putting it in a little dome letting it sit there for a short period of time, uh, probably about eight minutes for the, the clot to actually uh, uh, be formed. And then we basically just take the entire clot and we place it directly onto the wound. And, and, and what is happening is, is, is a multiplicity of things. First and foremost, it creates a scaffold. So it replaces the, the largest element of the, of the skin, which unfortunately becomes destroyed. Um, when a patient has a wound, then that's the extracellular matrix. So it basically is a plug, if you will, to, to supplant that, that extracellular matrix, which is missing. It also allows cells from surrounding the wound uh, to move across the wound. So it actually acts as a scaffold to re-epithelialize or, or heal the wound. But just as importantly, or maybe more importantly, it, it, it's full of uh, cytokines or growth factors. These are elements that basically create a dynamic where it draws other cells uh, from other areas of the body to come and help heal the wound itself. So it bathes the area with the body's own uh, growth factors. Uh, so um, between that and the substrates and the fact that it does act as this scaffold, it creates a very, very important um, or multiple elements uh, to support healing. It's also autologous. So it's very different from uh, what we see in the field uh, ordinarily, which are the allografts. These are, are um, uh, products and therapies that come from other humans, but they're not from the patient themselves. And of course, so that could have a downside, you know, there could be transmission of disease and rejection, et cetera. I mean, it's not common, but it certainly can happen. When you're dealing with an autologous product, you're dealing with a product that comes directly from the patient. So all of those risk factors go away. Um, additionally, when the patient comes to the clinic and the wound is prepared to accept something like this, if it's clean, if it's been appropriately debrided or cleaned up, um, if we feel that it is ready to accept this product, then we can draw the blood right at that time and apply the product. Um, if you have to order a product, as an example, and wait for the patient to come in, the patient may not come, the patient may have an infection, the patient may have a wound that's already healed, and now you have a product that you need a home for. So this is really used at the point of care, and uh, that makes it extraordinarily unique. Well, I watched the videos on your website, and it was pretty impressive. You draw the patient's blood and then you squirt it into the little mold and then it clots and it makes this little hockey puck right <laughs> and then i uh, put that over the hole and i guess that lasts about a week or so is that is that right and helps so we normally we normally leave it on for a week 
Um, and um, certainly the patient can be checked maybe once during that week's time, either by a, a nurse or a family member, just to let us know whether or not the patient is doing well. By the end of that week, when the dressing is removed, that clot has already been dissolved or resorbed. Uh, any any um, uh, extra clot that's been around the wound is basically kind of almost like a scab and it comes, it comes off just by wiping it with saline. And what we normally do is we apply another clot at that point. So these are usually applied once per week. Um, and we start to see a pretty dramatic change usually by the second or third week. Uh, Mr. Mueller, what is the connection with the Ukraine? So, um, you know, we kind of had a internal discussion around, is there anything that we can do um, to support Ukraine and, and the humanitarian crisis that was going on there? And there were uh, a big support from the, the internal team. Everybody in the company wanted to do something. And we spent some time trying to figure out, well, how do you get a product to a war zone? Um, how do you train folks uh, to make sure that they know how to use it? And, um, and then lastly, make sure it gets into the right hands uh, to deploy it. So it took us a couple of weeks to kind of organize the team to figure out how to, to make it all come together. Um, and last week we ended up uh, shipping the uh, pallet of inventory over and uh, with our distributor, our partner distributor in Ukraine to coordinate with some KOLs um, or some physicians in the hospitals there locally to get them up and running. And, and so they're using it now. Um, we've had uh, a lot of support uh, come out from the community uh, wanting to uh, help us get another shipment into Ukraine. So we're working on hopefully trying to coordinate that and uh, and hopefully get some stories back out uh, of, you know, healing some of these wounds and, and helping the Ukrainian you know, folks. Now, can the product be used uh, on the battlefield for an acute wound or is it for later after the body's had a chance to sort of get the healing started and then it facilitates sort of the long-term process? Where, where does the product uh, sort of, where, when is it applied? I think it can be applied uh, in an acute or a chronic wound scenario. It hasn't been studied extensively for acute wounds, but certainly what you're doing at the very least, you know, the blood itself has cells in it called macrophages and macrophages will help kind of phagocytize or gobble up the bacteria. So we feel that it will lower the bio burden. So there's a very strong likelihood that it will lower the patient's risk uh, of infection. Um, uh, particularly when they're on the battlefield. And, and to, in answer to your question, um, uh, at least uh, in, 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 from my point of view, this is something that could, that could be done anywhere that you can draw blood. So if you can draw blood in an area, whether it be on a battlefield, whether it be in a field hospital, or whether it be you know, in, in, in a more um, sophisticated facility, it's certainly something that you could do anywhere because it is a point of contact, a point of care. And uh, uh, people are very used to and very comfortable with the process of, of, of having their blood drawn. So it isn't anything that's frightening to them or uncomfortable in any way. And it, and it becomes a, a very pleasant process. And also when the patient has it um, on their body, uh, it's usually a very comfortable dressing. Um, one thing that we have noticed in individuals um, that originally come to us with painful wounds is that when we use the product, um, it mitigates the pain to a significant extent. And very often that occurs over a very short period of time. So uh, at times I've had situations where patients have come into the office with pain. We apply this, um, this therapy and when the patient leaves, they, they express the fact that uh, they don't have pain in the area. 
anymore. So I think that that's another uh, important uh, element. One other thing I would mention, obviously this has been studied extensively on diabetic patients. Uh, obviously they're the most at risk for limb loss. There are 200,000 amputations uh, in diabetic patients, non-traumatic amputations performed um, uh, on diabetic patients in the United States. And, and uh, uh, obviously it's, it's, it's a very daunting uh, problem and, and uh, can, can uh, lead to some very, very significant scenarios, uh, depression, and ultimately patients who lose a limb very often um, succumb to their illness and die within three to five years. So it's very important that we use these products, a, a product like this in, in a patient with diabetes. Um, but uh, what we have found is not only is it useful for the more superficial wounds, but we're also using it in patients that have vital structures exposed like bone, tendon, and muscle. Um, these certainly create a greater risk for patients to develop infections and, and ultimately uh, that could lead to sepsis, limb loss, and death. So um, it becomes very, very useful in that regard as well. But we are using it in a lot of other areas. Uh, we're we're losing, using it in um, venous leg ulcer patients in trauma patients and patients with pressure ulcers. We're using it in a um, flowable form where you can actually inject the, uh, the blood product uh, underneath uh, an undermined area in a wound or in an area that may be difficult to get to. Um, and it conforms very nicely in that area. And, and, and there's uh, some ongoing research in that regard as well. Now, I work at Regional One Health here in uh, Memphis, and we have a pretty busy trauma center and also a burn center. Now you mentioned it can be used in trauma. What about burns? Does it help cover the skin and help healing in, in that scenario? So to my knowledge, it hasn't actually been studied um, in burn patients um, to any great extent, but my feeling is just based on my understanding of the science that it certainly could have a, a positive effect, not only on healing, but also, as you know, um, uh, uh, pain uh, is, uh, is a part and parcel of individuals who have burns. And at least uh, in my mind, I feel that this would likely be an imperative in that regard as well, where this could conceivably decrease the amount of pain. And again, it's kept in place for an extended period of time. So it's not like you're using a, a topical agent and every single time you have to apply it, uh, there is pain not only in removing the old dressing, but now applying a new one. So uh, this, this also gives us an opportunity to use a dressing for an extended period of time uh, that would not be, um, uh, you know, would not cause a painful scenario. Yeah. The one thing I'd add to that is, is you know, Burns is currently off-label or are not indicated for us at this point in time, but we have had several folks report that they've used it in that manner and it's, it's worked. So um, we're, we're looking at expanding on that as we go forward as well. Yeah, that's great. Now, uh, we talked earlier about hyperbaric medicine, which is often used for non-healing wounds. Can, can this product be used in conjunction with hyperbaric medicine? Again, it's not something that's been studied extensively. Um, my sense is uh, yes, as long as you're not using some kind of uh, petrolatum covering, you know, anything that could conceivably ignite. Um, uh, we haven't really used it in hyperbaric patients, to my knowledge. Maybe, uh, Rob, you can uh, expand on that. But um, I mean, I think it could have a place, but, but just hasn't been studied. So I, I really couldn't comment right now as to, you know, as to how that could be utilized. But I do envision that if it could, then it certainly could be extremely beneficial because, as you know, hyperbaric oxygen not only brings oxygen to the area, but also uploads receptor sites. And receptor sites on the cells can grab on 
onto those cytokines, which are seen in, in very large quantities um, in the blood product. So this certainly could synergize um, the, uh, the opportunity for us. Right. That was, that was uh, my thought. So after a week or so, does the prod, is it all resorbed? Is it gone or do you have to wash it out and put a new one on or what? what it's happened? pretty much gone. It's pretty much gone at the end of the week. Um, when I first started using it, you know, it, it kind of goes on and it's, as to your point, it, it looks kind of like a hockey puck. It's very malleable. It looks like a hockey puck. And when you put it on, particularly a heel wound, which, uh, which when a person steps down is uh, 40 PSI of pressure, you know, I had concerns that the, that the clot would just kind of splat and, and would go away. As it turned out, it did not. And additionally, I was concerned about the fact that perhaps it would create a lot of moisture around the wound. And, and what I found uh, very interestingly is uh, when I opened up the dressing for the first time, I noticed it was a little hole in the clot itself, whatever was remaining. And whatever drainage that had occurred, it actually had an egress um, uh, out of the area so that when, we, when the clot was, when, when the wound was actually observed after the clot had been utilized for a week, there was no maceration, no super wetness around the wound at all. And in fact, the wound had been uh, dramatically improved by that point. Well, I think it's pretty cool. You know, a long, long time ago, we used to use uh, leeches, right, to take the patient's own blood out and make the patient uh, better. And then, right. of course, somebody came up with transfusions where we take the patient's own blood out and either give it to someone else or give it back to the patient, you know, after surgery or later. So you're, you have a lineage here. So here's another example of using the patient's own blood and taking it out and then giving it back to them you know, and applying it and letting the body really uh, heal itself. I think that's, right. uh, philosophically anyway, it's very satisfying. And I know it proved uh, successful in your studies and you're using it now around the world. Uh, if, if somebody wanted to use this in their practice, is it available to them? It is available. We're both uh, FDA and CE cleared. Uh, uh, so in the U.S., we have a sales force here that uh, services accounts, and we're distributing in about 45 different countries across the world today um, and continuing to expand that. Uh, folks could find information on how to reach us at uh, www.reddressmedical.com. So that's probably the best way to uh, reach All right, us. I'll put that in the show notes. And that's the parent company, uh, Red Dress Yeah, Medical. that's the company name, uh, Red Dress Medical. Um, and then the product is Actigraph. Well, Dr. Robert Snyder and Robert Mueller, I'd like to thank you very much for explaining Actigraft and joining me on The Art of Medicine. Pleasure was ours. Thank you very much thank for you. having me. Well, wasn't that an interesting discussion? Many thanks to Actigraft, Dr. Robert Snyder and Robert Mueller for uh, telling us all about this uh, novel way of helping wounds heal. Now, before we close... I'd like to give thanks once again to our sponsor, CompHealth. At CompHealth, you can talk with a recruiter who knows your specialty and will actually get to know you and your goals. Consider starting your personalized job search at CompHealth. That's CompHealth.com. Thanks for watching. See you next time. This program is hosted, edited, and produced by Andrew Wilner, MD, FACP, FAAN. Guests receive no financial compensation for their appearance on the art of medicine.
Andrew Wilner, MD, is Associate Professor of Neurology at the University of Tennessee Health Science Center, Memphis, Tennessee. Views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on this program belong solely to Dr. Wilner and his guests and not necessarily to their employers, organizations, or other group or individual. While this program intends to be informative, it is meant for entertainment purposes only. The Art of Medicine does not offer professional financial, legal, or medical advice. Dr. Wilner and his guests assume no responsibility or liability for any damages, financial or otherwise, that arise in connection with consuming this program's content. Thanks for watching. For more episodes of The Art of Medicine, please subscribe www.andrewwilner.com.